It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar. I am your host as always on the podcast that discusses the champions. Joining me this week as we discuss Rangers maintaining our 100% home record with a 2-1 victory over Hibs as well as everything else that's liable to happen this week. It's first of all Cammy Bell. Thanks for having me on David. A pleasure to be on the flagship as always. And joining us is the pride of Linwood, if such a concept doesn't fry your brain too much. It's David Marshall. How are we doing, guys? I am doing well, and uh, so we're Rangers at the weekend. 2-1 win over Hibs. Uh, strong team, a very strong team, in fact. You could argue, Cami, that apart from Ryan Jack and James Tavernier, it probably is the first-choice team. Um, slow game. Overall, I felt, I mean, uh, even compared to the previous matches with Hibs, is that just an inevitable part of we are getting towards the end of the season and from our point of view, the league has won and from their point of view, there's that belief thing when you play the Angels? Yeah, I, I, um, I kind of said in the, the extra uh, show at the end of last week, the, the incentive I wonder now is, because depending on where the top six obviously finish, pretty much the top three positions are more or less taking care of themselves. I don't know if you've heard, David, we won the league about a month ago, over a month ago now. It's, it's uh, crazy. We don't get a trophy for the last five weeks. Yeah, I know, I know. But the other teams may feel that, you know, if their positions are pretty much ratified, maybe there is a bit of an incentive to try and take that unbeaten run off of us, uh, especially at home. Um, so Hibs, I think, would he keep... Listen, Hibs have been difficult opponents for us all season. So I think what we we needed was not something that was going to be high intensity, you know, let's leave it all out in the field because we've got one eye on next week. We know that. Um, but again, Hibs were going to come and compete. They weren't just going to simply come and just... I, I don't think Jack Ross puts his team into a position where they would just simply have said, let's just, you know, settle for second best or whatever. They would have felt that they could have come and had a pop at us uh, and maybe been able to be that first team to beat us at home 
uh, or take points off us at home domestically. Uh, you know that could have been their could have been their aim. So uh, as you say, a strong team and and one that I was I was pretty pleased with. Might be a bit of an argument around is a stronger team involving Kamal Rufa or Giannis Hadji. I I don't know. That's been tinkered about quite a lot this season, but. Yeah, as I say, I'm very, very happy when I saw the team selection that we were taking uh, uh, taking it seriously. Yeah, you can you can have your own choice on individual players, but I think we're talking on what the manager has gone with when everybody's been fit. So I, I think that, and I think that you know it's a good basis if you're trying to pick what he's likely to line up with next weekend. Dave, Rangers played well in patches, I thought, and in those patches got the two goals that would lead to the the victory. Um, the real good spell of pressure, ball put in the net, um, but unfortunately Kamar Roof getting the last touch before it went in made, made it offside. Um, but then three good saves from the Hibs keeper, eventually Joe Aribo, really nice finish from Joe Aribo. Uh, he's starting to add the goals into his game that I think we've all, A, we've all felt Rangers have missed a midfielder who did it, and B, we mm. felt he was capable of. Yeah, you know, I, I watched the game uh, today um, because I never seen it yesterday because I was at, at the women's game. So it was also a wee bit different for me watching it with the, you know, being a bit more relaxed on that the result was. But it did very much feel like uh, the season's coming to an end. There's not much to play for here. We were, you know, when we were good, we were still quite good and was able to raise raise the level of the performance to, to get the goals. Uh, the first one from Jordi was an absolutely fantastic finish, you know, the the skill and awareness to take that shot at that point is, is just superb. And I think it is something that um, Aribo, you know, he's starting to add it. We need to see see more of him get more goals from that point in midfield. It's something that really negatively affected us the, the last couple of seasons and something we've really improved on this season. I'd like, you know, I think, I think we'll say that a couple of times, next season going forward is going to be a big season for Jordy, but I think we need to see him doing this more often. I, I know his work rate could be a little suss at times as well for people, but he's got this quality in him. No, there's definitely a player in there that's, a, that's going to be a big uh, contributor for us, I think. Cammy, I uh, noticed, I think we all noticed uh, towards the end of the first half, Hibs started to get a fair bit of joy down our left-hand side, and it was quite clear that they were targeting that area. And, and after the match, uh, in the, the press room, Martin Boyle, the, the Hibs player, was, was there. And I said to him, you know, was that a deliberate tactic? And he said, yeah, because the thing with Rangers is the fullbacks push so high up the pitch that they're going to hurt you. You've got to get it out quickly. Um, because there might be a space, but it will be closed really quickly. That's the thing. They're such a good team. And you said they've got such good central defenders and such good midfielders that you have a very short window of opportunity. And if you get the ball, you know, very quickly. Said, so that's why in the, uh, well, throughout the game, but certainly the last 15 minutes of that half, that it was just every time a Hibs player got the ball in their own half, it was immediate look up and try and, and, try and hit Boyle. And, and they did get a wee bit of joy at that, I think. Yeah, listen, Hibs will play to their strengths and, you know, we obviously will come on to what happened in the second half uh, a little bit later, but yeah, you could start to see that was coming down the left-hand side. I think, I mean, I don't want to pick on them too much because we're talking about a league champion here, but I think it's fair to say that Borna Barisic maybe hasn't been at the races in his last few performances, but it does come back to what you said beforehand tactically. I'm not laying that blame at Borna's door because, listen, we've seen teams get um, joy from a right-hand side when Tab has been, you know, up the park attacking. There's a part to me, David, where maybe I've got a bit of a concern over where some of our midfielders maybe could do a little bit more. 
in terms of of helping you know tracking back to be able to try and support the centre halves as you say, um, and and listen you know we knew our style of play when it first started having such success was only going to be finite until opposition managers twigged that that was going to be a a, a strength but also a, a, a weakness for anyone looking to be able to try and um, capitalise on coming to, well, to, I, I to, to score goals against. I don't think that, that that's the key. I don't think that they found us out or anything. I think it was just that they took advantage of a couple of things. One was that I don't think Borna had a good game and two, I don't think Glenn Kamara had his best game either. I think both of them looked you know, slightly off. At, um, and in Boyle, they do a real pace uh, and reasonably accurate passing. But I, I think it's just, you know, it's a risk that any team who plays this system we do, you know, Liverpool or another, will take. I don't think it's it's any sign of, right, we need to come up with a different plan. It's just we need to be better. We have been better all season. I don't think it's a case of needing to, to kind of rip up the plan and start again. No, not not listen for sure because it gives us so much joy going forward. Of course it does. Um, and again, like you say, I think that you know you mentioned some players within there as well. I'll, I'll hold the hands up whilst I, I, you know we we we've already complimented Joe Adibo on his goal. There has been times when Joe Adibo has you yeah, know, done well in terms of tracking that. back and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's and listen, you, off. Do you know what? We we don't we don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater here because, like you say, we get so much um, success from it that maybe what we need to do is make sure that those individual players are given that little bit of that additional emphasis that, you know, I mean, it's it's pure basic times and I'm an absolute layman in this space, but being able to say, look, you know, if we lose the ball, then we have to, to collapse in on making sure that we're, we're supporting our, our, our back two, as it were, if our wingers are further forward. Is your immediate thought process, right, if so-and-so loses the ball, I've got to go back 20 yards to make sure that I'm stopping runs, all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, yeah, because I think it I think it allows us that opportunity to really maximise the system that we use um, and, more importantly, uh, whenever possible, stem off any opportunities that opposition may have. Dave, something within that discussion about Hibs decided that they would attack down our, our left-hand side. And it, and it was very clear, and it was, you know, a tactic. Now, partly that's where Boyle plays, but you can switch him to the other wing to take advantage mm. of his pace. Rangers had a very young fullback out there, and Hibs got very little joy down his wing, despite the fact that they had uh, Josh Doy, we'll talk about him in a second, uh, up against them. A battle, I think, a lot of people, including... Our manager said he was looking forward to seeing, uh, yeah. and I thought Nathan Parr, it was a, a really good battle. They're both good players. I think Nathan Parson uh, came out stronger, but it it kind of shows you the respect levels that already have been generated for him. That they thought now we'll, we'll actually have more joy up against potentially have more joy up against their left back than we will against this this youngster. Yeah, you know that's exactly what I was thinking when you were going over that that Boyle quote there. You know, it's odd for a team to. To come uh, to, to against any team and not target the the nineteen year old guy who's made what less than less than ten starts in, in the first team yet, but I think it just shows um, what a good uh, start to his Rangers career Nathan Partson has and just how well he's uh, fitted into to our system. You could also, I suppose, make the point that if we've had a weakness in defence this season, and that's a really harsh statement to make, but it has been stopping getting balls into the box. If we've lost a goal, it usually comes for that. And Borner can be can be a wee bit bad at that. You know, he can be a bit slow to get out of his man sometimes putting a ball in. So maybe Hibs have saw that and thought that was a potential um you know the potential target to go for. On the other hand as well, you know, you've got a guy in Nathan Patterson who is going to be right up for it. He still wants to make an impression. He's going to try and give hundred percent every game and Cammy alluded to it at the start of the game. 
Borners in there. We've won the league. It's domestically, sorry, in the league at least, it's kind of job done apart from this undefeated streak. So you can understand where he'd maybe switch off a bit more when Nathan Parkson is still fully focused on the job, I'd say. Ryan Kent then would get what proved to be the winner at the start of the second half. Again, I thought Rangers were in control of the game at this point. Terrific goal, Cammy. It's the intelligence of the last little shimmy just to give himself that because there's no space for a shot till then and he realises that and then when he does still still has a lot to do to score the goal uh, giving him 12 goals and 13 assists for this season 25 goal involvements that's what we've needed from wide men they're, they're, you know, there's a reason we're winning the league this year and it's all the things that we've said for the last two seasons have been addressed yeah and, and you know what that's the I mean, I hate saying it because of the, the circumstances that we've been in, David, but these are the kind of goals that I hate us not being in the stadium because Ibrox, you know, the, the, the roof comes off when you see goals like that because, you know, exactly as you're saying there, the, the, the great touch, because as we step over just immediately before it, it almost looks like a gap develops just before the second touch to be able to take, take it by the, the second Tibbs player. Um, and Kent's wise enough to be able to see that there's probably a bit where Marciano is going to have too many bodies in front of him, so therefore if he can put it by his, almost towards his post, it's going to make it very difficult to save. It was a great goal, um, and I'm gutted that, like you say, these are the kind of goals that really get you off your seat. You know what I'm talking about with that. Um, oh, absolutely. And, and um, it is, it's Kent's awareness. I, I think we've spoken a lot about Ryan Kent, and uh, he just doesn't stop. His work rate is phenomenal, right? We all know that. He'll be well up for next next week as well. He he loves playing against them. Um, but when he is in that kind of form, what's always great about this is you can see the Hibs players having an idea of what he's trying to do. Get him onto his left his left foot and trying to stop him getting that shot away. And he still is able to create the the time and the space to to put in an exquisite finish. And listen, you know. I'm taking nothing away from from Marciano, who is a good goalkeeper, by the way. I, I think he is. One of the saves in the first half was yeah, it was, was yeah. yeah, the one that was kind of down and he kind of almost pams it up. But yeah, listen, I think you know to come back onto that point, it's a great finish, and we have a phenomenal goalkeeper ourselves. So you know that in order to to beat Al McGregor, it's going to have to be something decent. Ryan Kent can produce those kind of shots against opposition opposition goalkeepers, uh, which for me are, are virtually unsavable. Um, and that's all thanks to the, the the effort, the time, the space, everything that he creates in the back of it. I know that he's he's felt like as if he's kicked his own arse a little bit too much for not contributing with more goals. Um, and I'm 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 very very confident the management team have put their arm around him and said, look, you're doing things in other areas. You will get goals. Don't worry about it. Uh, but you just know what he's like, David. You know what he's like. Mm-hmm. He wants to score the goals. He wants to to to, to get them over the line. Um, so every single time you see him doing that kind of celebration when he's running off, it's great because uh, it just means the world to him. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I agree with you on the point about Fancy Stadium. Uh, it did strike me, though, when it was 2-1 with 10 minutes to go, and I thought to myself, can you imagine what Ibrox would be like, Dave, if you know we were like two <laughs> points ahead? But we're not two points ahead. We're 20 points ahead. 20. Um, not two. Uh, and even though it's only April, we won the league a month ago. I mean, I'm no mathematician, but as far as I'm aware... 20 is a lot more than two it's, points. It, it's a lot more than two. It's actually, if you take 20, if you have like, two pounds and you yeah. want to buy something that costs 20 pounds, you'll actually need another, you know, 10 times the amount that you have. That's to incredible. Do that. 
isn't it? It's it's an awful lot. But yeah, I think that that Ryan Kent is is provided as you know with, with so many great moments, and and I love seeing him when he does that. And it, and again, you know, he, he always tries, and sometimes it doesn't come off. In the first half, it wasn't coming off for him, but he never gives up. He keeps going, and and he got his reward. And then I think you know maybe understandably relaxed a little bit. Hibs were still in it. Uh, they they had a complaint, Dave, about a foul mm-hmm. on Philip Hellander that led to a goal from Porteous being disallowed. Uh, Jack Ross certainly didn't think it was a foul. Didn't complain too much about it right enough after match. But um, what you you two actually, so you know, are both qualified refs. But Dave, what was your thought? I mean, having watched it, I thought he had a pull at Hellander, and that kind of Hellander. That's why he loses his his footing. I'll be honest. I think we got away with it. Um, I've I've watched it a few times. I watched the game back today. Um, I've seen the incident a few times on Twitter. I don't think there's a, a hell of a lot in it, to be honest. Um, I've, I've said I've, I've only been watching these games. Watched the game back on my on my Amazon Fire the day and uh, my Kindle. Sorry, and only seen watching the Twitter videos on on my phone. So I'm not watching the big screen. But from what I've seen it. Not a lot in it for me, I think. If it was the other way around, I'd feel a wee bit aggrieved there. Cammy? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think the, the the context I would put it in, David, is if he scored from that and, and the goal was allowed, then yeah. we, we'd probably be sitting here going, Hollander's not strong enough there. And, and you know, what is yeah, he yeah. doing? So no, we there's a part of that. Right. What, what I would I'd probably, and I know, sorry, just to go back a, a step, if I may, I'm, I'm interested to kind of get your, your thoughts on this as well, was the uh, Boyle yellow card for simulation I don't I'm thinking David will probably agree with me here Uh, David Marshall will probably agree with me here but to me that that goes into that category that we've spoken about in other areas which Alfredo Morelos has fallen victim of as well by the way where a player goes down in the box is booked for simulation but for me it's not a penalty and it's not a booking I think it's just one of those ones where in a contact sport you come together there is a a, a fall to the ground I don't think Boyle's looking for it at all by the way he's Um, not and again, another another poor decision, I think, by the referee. There's quite a lot in that, and we do like to be fair on here. So, having moaned about what happened to Alfred Livingston, then uh, I, I think we can, you know, at least try and be fair. Which is, I hate this binary thing of, well, if it's not yeah. a penalty, then it's a a dive. No, it's not. It, 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 you know, he. he he was knocked over, not enough for a penalty. He didn't claim a penalty. Um, I, I, I didn't think it was a penalty, but I was very surprised to see the referee not with the booking. I wonder if you know he was involved in a, I think an incident at Ross County a couple of weeks ago, and it got highlighted mm-hmm. uh, in the media. And John Hughes came out and and uh, had a go at him. And I do wonder if sometimes referees have that on their mind, and and there's a bit of oh that's boil. He died a couple of weeks ago. I'll do it. Um, I just think that you can absolutely book someone when they die. It does happen. We see it, right? Let's not kid ourselves. There are times a player's in the box and he throws himself down or you know, he, he kicks his leg into a defender and goes down. And if you want to book a guy for that, that's fine. But in situations where there's like a coming together and the defender is stronger and the boy goes down, if he's not, especially if he's not up screaming and bawling in your face, then I, I yeah, I, I don't think we have to go to the level of it has to be one or the other. I think they're, they're very much as a third way. And I don't think there's anything in the laws that says it has to be one way or the other either. I'm, I'm no, no, it's Wasn't a dive and wasn't, sorry, wasn't a dive, wasn't a penalty kick for me. No. No, I, I, like I say, I think it's, it's, 
possibly influenced by who it was um, yeah. in the way that Alfredo was undoubtedly influenced by who it was. Um, although that was a worse decision because it was clearly a penalty. But uh, I do think that sometimes referees need to just, as we've said before, give what they see um, as opposed to factoring in other things. But they would get a goal back. Again, I don't think we really covered ourselves in glory. I think Conor Goldson loses Nisbet. He's a decent player. He gets the header. But again, I think Rangers saw the game out pretty comfortably. And and look, Dave, Hibs are a good side and they played quite well. And, uh, you know, I would agree with Cammy earlier. I think Hibs have given us more trouble domestically than any team this season. So, I, you know, even though we weren't fantastic and we weren't, and we weren't at our usual level, I think that we do need to take that into account, the circumstances of where we are. Uh, and while acknowledging, yeah, we can and we'll need to do better next week, we still beat Hibs, you know, reasonably. I never felt we weren't going to win that match. No, I think a 2-1 victory against Hibs is as good at any point in the season. If, go back to the analogy that we used at the start of the show. If we are two points uh, ahead at this point in the season. We're sitting here talking about how what a fantastic result that was and how it was just important to get that over the line and get onto three points and move on to the next week. For a game that meant, you know, nothing to us bar trying to keep ourselves undefeated, I think that's a great result. The performance, performance wasn't great. I don't think it, you know, Vers or was even close to verging into terrible or bad. You know, there no, was no, bad per- there were bad performances. Borna didn't have a good day. Kamar didn't have a good day. Uh, things we could have done better, but yeah, I'll, I'll take that at any point in the season. I think they have gave us our best games in the league uh, this year. So a decent, decent win, decent three points, and you know keeps it keeps the winning going. I wouldn't mean too much into it for going into next week. I think we will absolutely raise our game going up against Celtic. I think it is fair to say though, Cammy, that we haven't been at our best since we won the league. I think in any of the games now, there, there's possible excuses for what happened um, initially after. There was a lot of emotion. Then, of course, the Glen Kamara incident. Uh, not really fair, actually. I'm not being fair to call it the Glen Kamara incident. I should call it the Kudela racist incident because um, Glen Kamara didn't do anything apart from being racially abused. But um, that, you know, then because we go to Parkhead, we don't play particularly well, but we get a draw. Um, you know, we don't lose. And I think that there is a a legit thing to say that this team plays better when it's playing, you know, game, 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 bang, bang, bang. But the manager spoke about having a week to to get ready um, for the, the upcoming game. And I, I'm like, I'm like Dave, I, I'm confident that they will uh, raise their game and they will deliver on the day. I'm a lot more confident now that the kickoff time has been announced as being three o'clock on the Sunday. Of course, it's uh, the Duke of Edinburgh's funeral on Saturday and understandably and, and quite correctly my view that the, the they don't want anything clashing with that so the game has been moved to Sunday initially rumours were that it would be moved to 12pm on Sunday and I've got this thing that we're rotten at 12pm on a Sunday at five, uh, four of the five games this season we've dropped points and have been a 12 o'clock kickoff because I don't think the players um, get going until about half 12 so 3 o'clock I'm perfectly happy well I mean I mean it's 3 o'clock at the moment David but Celtic could look to seek clarification as to why it's not 12 o'clock and it could change we don't know I mean you know they've already looked to be able to try and understand as to why uh, you know a 19 year old right back uh, is allowed to play in it because fundamentally they're not happy with it and we are playing you know the the best team in the country Um, 
but all of, their non, all of their nonsense statements aside, listen, you're absolutely, I totally agree with you. That for whatever reason, we set our alarms for half 12 and uh, we've seen it before in games. It's like we score like one minute after the half hour mark. Um, and you know what? It's it's. I'm glad that we managed to kind of get it finally sorted out. I, I agree with you in terms of it's absolutely the, the correct and respectful thing to do um, in, in terms of making the rearrangements. Um David's right. We, we, we'll, don't we'll, don't we, get me wrong. I'm disappointed. A Saturday afternoon kickoff for an old fun game was was fantastic. But you know, such is life. Things, some things move on. And three o'clock on a Sunday is probably as good as we could have hoped for. Because I mean, I'd have loved a Friday night. Seven forty-five on Friday would have been perfect. But I, I don't think there was any chance of that. No, I think we, I think we would have uh, struggled to see that. Um, David hit the nail on the head. The, the, the old fun, I always think old fun games tend to ca- take care of themselves. I, I think yeah. you can have the best form in the world get into them, um, and then you know you can get turned over. There's also the same point as well where um, this is now, as we've mentioned before, with it, this is now our mini season uh, start to kind of come into. We didn't have to burst ourselves against Hibs. We we got a good result against them. There were some good performances in there. I think that some of them could have been better. That's fine. But again, like you say, it didn't have to be high intensity. It didn't have to 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 leave everything out in the field. I agree with you, and that we we do need to play games on a regular basis. And I think somewhat ironically, probably from January, it's kind of felt a little bit like as if it's been stop, start, stop, start. It has, hasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Um, and I think that now when we look into it, we focus in the Scottish Cup. That is now our most important game of the season. Uh, that old cliche. Uh, but listen, do you know what? I've got you know a lot of confidence that these players will find the motivation. Uh, you know, the manager will will make sure that they are uh, fully aware of what they're expected to do. Um, we mentioned before about teams coming out to try and take a bite out of us. This is what Celtic will certainly want to be able to try and do. So. We have to make sure that we've got the right attitude for it mentally, which we've had to, you know, show in the past, which we have done. Um, and again, like you say, the the question I think is the, you know, whether or not if James Tavernier is fit to play. The manager came out last week and said that, you know, it, it looks like there's an outside chance. Whether that happens or not, we don't know. Um, but I, I mentioned yesterday uh, to you guys throughout the game. I thought Nathan Patterson did very, very well yesterday. I think right. that you 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 take the focus off of his age. And I don't think that you're saying at that point there, that's a player that needs additional focus. I think he looks settled within that team now. Um, and I think that, like I say, that's a big testament to to him focusing on his job and all the peripheral stuff around him, just putting that to one side. Yeah, and I don't even think that it, you know, it's not an old firm debut because eh, he has no. old firm experience. So yeah, I've got zero concerns if we've got to go in with um, Nathan Patterson. I've got to go in, sounds like we've been forced. You know, he's a really good player, it's that someone, and he's playing well. So, uh, no, absolutely. Dave, uh, on that, Cammy mentioned that uh, Celtic not happy last week. Uh, their interim manager, John Shocker. Kennedy. Sticking, <laughs> uh, sticking his neb in. I know it's, it's uh, day of the week with a Y on it. Um, yes. uh, he uh, was very unhappy with the scheduling of Nathan Parsons uh, and the other COVID players, uh, the other COVID five players. Uh, the the hearing, um, Stephen Gerrard came out on Friday and said, "Well, we didn't say it. <laughs> it wasn't I just that said the appeal date? It was the SFA that have chosen that date." Um, and similarly, you know, we didn't say anything about Dubai or uh, you know various other. Mm-hmm. But he pointed at things like Bolingoli, for example jetted off to Spain and got less of a ban mm-hmm. than the boys did. So um, I think he he clamped them very successfully. 
I talk about leading with your chin, eh? Um, bizarre, bizarre comments. Is this? I don't know if this is our last throw of the dice or just desperate from Kennedy trying to get himself uh, that job. Gerard had had an easy win here, and, and you know, he's, this is child's play for for somebody as savvy as Stephen Gerrard going up against John Kennedy. Although he may be the bravest man in football, he's certainly not the smartest man in football. But it's quite incredible, David, you know, the selective amnesia that Celtic as a club and their support have, you know, that there was no sharp needles over over the winter period after our league celebrations didn't happen. Um, I'm quite sure, you know, give it a week or two and John Kennedy will come out telling us that, in fact, Celtic didn't go to Dubai, they actually had a training camp in Sulcoats. I've always had that opinion that they have a remarkable capacity for self-delusion, for forgetting anything that they've done um and remembering things that other clubs have done and and you know they they complain a lot about where well, we got punished for what happened in dubai i don't think anybody forced you at gunpoint to go to dubai i think it was your idea and alone out of every major club in britain every club in britain not major every club in britain you chose to go which to me indicates that it was a bloody stupid idea so no i don't have an awful lot of sympathy for that Cammy, I know you were very taken with something yesterday, which was the the young Jers, young Majors members takeover of the club. And for anyone who hasn't seen this, please go to the Rangers website and have a look. Where our drawings of the first team by some of our youngest fans. Uh, I know that you had uh, uh, got an awful lot of enjoyment at that. Oh, I thought it was magnificent. Whoever come up with that idea at the club, give yourself a massive pat in the back and please promise us that you'll do it at least once a season. But yeah, this is where the it was the junior Majors takeover and they, they, they took over um, all of the pictures of the first team, as you say, David, the management team. Um, kudos to whoever did the Stephen Gerrard egg because I thought mm. that was absolutely magnificent. That was brilliant. Um, <laughs> and uh, they used all of the images. They took over like, even the Twitter picture for um, the Rangers account was the drawing of the 55 champions and stuff, because I don't know if you know or not, we won the league last month. Um, but it was fantastic. It was great to see. And um, it's just uh, a brilliant way to involve the, the young kids kind of coming into it and stuff as well. And um, I sincerely hope that people do get a chance to be able to go back onto them and look through, uh, again, like the Jory Bow drawings and all that kind of stuff as well. When he scored the goal, it was it was brilliant. You know, the, the goal notification celebrations and stuff. Um, yeah, great idea by the club. Really, really well done. Um, and I, it was just a nice wee ray of sunshine, I think. David, what then did we learn at the, the game at the weekend? Uh, we know we have a bigger fixture coming up. We do still very much want to, to go through the season undefeated and to hit the 100 points. Mm-hmm. Um, they got the three points. It, it wasn't the best of performances. But as Cammy mentioned, I don't think it ever veered into, Jesus, what are we watching here? Um, yeah. I, I would say, for example, in terms of poor performance, I don't think Hamilton away this season... I hope not anyway will be topped um, and thankfully hasn't maybe St Mirren in the cup but um, yeah, do we just say look we know we need to sharpen up we've got faith and confidence that you'll do it or do we think right maybe we need to look at shaking up the side a little bit I don't think so you know I think the team's uh, still in still in a good place it's hard to play these games let's be honest you know when you've been having this focus in your mind all season, desperate to get that title back. And when you do it so early, it's, we're in a bizarre position, really, because I don't think any of us, even our wildest dreams, thought that we were going to have the league wrapped up this early. You know, I, I didn't expect it going right to the wire, maybe even to the last day of the season. And, you know, as as we've mentioned, we won it so long ago. I've, if I had a short memory, I might even forgot about it, but thankfully I don't. Um, 
I'm, I'm happy with the team as of now. I don't think we're at the point where we need to be worried. I don't think the team has switched off to get that result on 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 uh, Sunday there. I think that's a good indication where we are. I think the team want this undefeated record uh, in, in the league. And when it comes to the important games, I think we're doing enough where... I can get to the point, David, you know, I think we saw that in the, the end of Matt Walton season where we totally switched off in the league and couldn't turn back on when we had a cup final play. I don't think you can do that. You can't completely switch off and then turn it on for the big games. But if you do enough, you know, I'm not expecting us to have the same intensity we've had the rest of the season. But if we do enough, make sure we're still being competitive the games, going out to to win these games. I think we'll be OK. I think we're, not, we're in a fine place right now. On David's point, Cammy, uh, and a good comparison there with the Warburton team, I think that team was out on its feet. I think it was really the last hurrah, the last it had in it was that cup semi-final and then I don't think we won a league game after it and uh, of course we know what happened in a cup final I don't get that vibe off this Rangers team, they don't look as I say, they didn't play fantastically yesterday but you don't look at them and think, nah there's you know, there's nothing in the tank there and we need summer, I, I just, I, I might be wrong but I just don't get that vibe No, listen, you're not wrong um, you, you know, it's it's we've refreshed the team um, throughout probably I would say the last 18 months very very well to allow the opportunity for players to to, to come in and, and state their claim within that as well um, we've had some of those as I would say as an unfortunate byproduct when we consider Nathan Patterson getting an extended run in the team because he's replaced one of the players of the season through injury but at the same token some of us yesterday David would have said quite surprised Scott Wright's not been involved Scott Wright's come in uh, early uh, has has played what for me has been you know some some fairly healthy appearances so far and and again like you say it allows you that opportunity the, the, that recruitment will come in with its own merit of um, keeping some of the players on their toes not looking like we've had to kind of go full bung this isn't Ufa this isn't having to leave all out in the park and then have to have recovery and then be able to try and come into it we're sitting here more than about two things, which always makes me laugh. The first thing is that we're saying here, well, people aren't putting in great performance. League champions are not putting in great performances at the moment. We don't have to. And the second thing is that when you're talking about whether or not we have to be able to to have a regular fixture congestion, we're kind of saying that we're almost moaning about it not being as Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday constantly. We want more games and, and constant repetition. That is a great place for us to be able to try and be in. We should never forget the 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 success that we've had and the fact that a team that has now got the taste of winning. That's what we wanted. We wanted to take some of these guys who haven't had that experience of winning a major title. Now they have it. Now they've got that taste. They've got that flavour. And to move that on to the next level, that starts again for me and Ernest at three o'clock on Sunday afternoon. So I think there's that got its own self-motivation. I think when you bring other players into it, when you spur each other on, I think we've spoken about it before, David, in a few of our pods, whether it's on here or on our Patreon site, around the captains, the natural leaders that we have in the team, Al McGregor, James Tavenier, Connor Goldson, Stephen Davis, just to name a few. Mm. These guys will continue to maintain that momentum. And listen, sure as hell you know that if they don't do it for each other, the manager certainly will. So there is that ongoing emphasis and accountability to yourself and to each other that you will continue to perform within that. So, yeah, there's definite uh, differences between this and the Warburton team. Um, but these guys are now gelling far better. They're more in a cohesive unit together. They rely on each other more uh, and they're champions. 
So again, like I say, they know what it takes to win, know what it feels like to win, more importantly. And as a result of that, that's going to continue to propel them further forward. And my hope is that we're talking about this next Monday as in, OK, let's get into the next round of the Scottish Cup. Yep, that is all that matters. Canny, of course, will be back with Heart and Hand extra later in the week where he'll have a full preview. Uh, we'll obviously know a wee bit more in terms of things like Tab, etc. by that point. He will return with that. If you want to hear more from us, then please give us a try on our Patreon site. It's patreon.com forward slash heart and hand, where from just one ninety nine per month, you can listen to up to five shows. There were nine shows, nine on Sunday. We have got the best coverage of Rangers. I don't even think it's up for debate. Uh, if you don't like me or you don't like Cammy or you like David, then that's cool because there's like 40 bottles and I'm sure you will find some. I mean, out of 40 Rangers fans, you're going to find some that you like, let's face it. So give us a try. Uh, we have a huge retention rate, over 92%. So when people arrive, they stay. And uh, I'm very, very proud of the quality of the shows that we put out there. Thank you then so much to everyone for listening. Thank you to my two guests. First of all, to Cammy. Thank you, boys. A pleasure to talk to you. And of course, to David. Pleasure as always, boys. Cheers. Thank you for listening, folks. Thanks to executive producers London, Mike Lee and Paul Myers. I'll be back here next Monday. Cami, of course, will be here on Thursday. Until then, have a wonderful week. Stay safe. And I'll talk to you then. Oh, and remember, Rangers are the champions. Take care. Bye-bye. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.